Okay, here we go. We're coming up on the one of our first asparagus fields. So you'll see here that this one must have been just harvested recently because there's not much out there. This is KCBX Central Coast Public Radio. I'm Father Ian Dellinger, and I'm playing with food. And you can definitely tell it's organic. See all the weeds? <laughs> that's that's proof positive it's organic. <laughs> I may be a priest, but I'm not the best church historian. However, it has come to my attention that, in the Renaissance, the church banned asparagus in some convents. Asparagus was widely eaten as an aphrodisiac, and the nuns were not to fall under its spell. So what does that mean for the asparagus grown right here on the central coast? Notably, asparagus as an aphrodisiac did not come up during my tour of the asparagus fields in Gonzales. However, my first trip to an asparagus farm did prove enlightening and delicious. So I'll bring you along to discover more about that which Louis XIV called the king of all vegetables. Kayla Brandel, and I'm the commodity manager of Ippolito for our asparagus program. Rafa Ramirez, supervisor for the sprouts. We're out here in an asparagus field and it's super, super windy. I just see these little sticks of asparagus coming out of the ground. How does asparagus grow? Spears. Spears, especially in the night, like weather, like today, not moving. When the night is like 55 to 60, growing in one night like three inches. What is asparagus? What are we looking at? Specifically the good quality and the good size, nine inches. Asparagus is a crop that goes way back. It can grow wild. It can grow domestically. You can farm it. It's been around for thousands of years. So you have these crowns that you put in the ground and from the crown, they shoot up these spears. And when they get to about seven to nine inches, you actually cut them under the ground. You don't want to cut them above ground, but you also have to be super careful because when you're cutting them, you don't want to cut into the crown because that could damage the crown and future production. So the people who are harvesting, it's all harvested by hand, which is very labor intensive, but they know what they're doing and they have their little knives and they'll stick it into the ground and then pull out the spear and then put them into their totes, which we then take to the packing shed. Is it possible to kind of uncover a crown to see what it looks like? So you'll so you see how the beds are raised? Yeah. And that's so the crown's there. So the crown's right under there. That gives us just a nice healthy place for the crown so they can grow. So it's right underneath here. Okay, so, so you'll see them sometimes on, on flat ground just like that. But for when you're cultivating it for production like we are here, the raised bed makes it much better yield. You can see the roots right here. That's just the root system to the crown. And then from the crown, it'll just shoot up these beautiful looking asparagus. This will probably grow up to be a standard size right here. This guy will be uh, either extra large or it could be even a jumbo. And so within the same crown, you'll have different sizes. Okay, from that's what it's small, there. medium, extra large, jumbos. And some people even have a colossal. Depending on your age of your crowns, your environment that you're in, the temperature setting and everything, and whether it be early season or late season, is gonna dictate what size asparagus or spears you're gonna get. So the early season with mild light temperatures, beautiful days in the 60s and 70s, you're gonna get mainly larger sizes. And then when it warms up and you get towards the end of the season, the days are longer, the days get warmer or hotter into the high 80s or 90s. Then the crown gets tired, it gets stressed and you start to get some feathering, seediness on the tips of the spears. And then you'll also get smaller sizing, a lot of pencils, a lot of the really skinny or spaghetti asparagus start to come up. And that's when you know it's time to call it a season and let the spears at that point go to fern. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's beautiful when you come out here in the summer and fall, these big ferns looking like thing. And that's just the crown rejuvenating itself, getting ready for an upcoming season. It's taking all that nutrients from the sun and the soil, just getting healthy and ready to go. And then when we're ready to cut, 
and right around February, early February, March, depending on the weather. This year we were three to four weeks late because it was so cold and so wet. You'll cut the ferns and then you'll start ready to let them produce. But Rafa and the crew came through here this morning and harvest and by tomorrow we can come back and harvest again because within a day you can get anywhere from three to six inches of growth again depending on your nighttime temperatures which are the key and then your daytime temperatures when it's growing you get more than one spear per crown and yeah. i see some little tiny baby ones that's like two inches tall and you're saying that if you have the right conditions we could come back tomorrow and that could be at what five inches tall with the right growing conditions yes okay. it's amazing Oh look, he's digging up. He's okay, digging up so the ground. This is very fascinating. You see how the Oops, see the sorry. color? Yeah. See the, how it's white? So in Europe and in Mexico, as the spears are growing, they'll continue to cover them with dirt. And you ever seen white asparagus? I was going to ask you what white asparagus is. That's all it is. You have to keep it covered the whole time. So as it's growing, you have to cover it with dirt, which is obviously very labor intensive. That's why you're not going to see it in any kind of mass production. That's going to be a really unique boutique deal where it's just a few people who are really interested in it. If it's growing three to five inches a day, that means you got to get out there really quickly and cover it? If you're growing white asparagus, yeah. yeah. Because once it's exposed to the sun, the sun will turn it green. Rafa, you came and you uncovered that with your machete. Is that what the harvesters do every day they uncover it no, cut no. it and then cover no, it again no. the people's got a different name okay. only when you see the size he knows what size looking he yeah. knows what size you're looking yeah. for and he cuts it at dirt level yes okay yes. just below the dirt right correct rafa right just, just below the dirt. dirt but you have to be very careful you don't want to jab it into the crown you have to know what you're doing it's organic asparagus what are the pests that are problems aphids would be the number one pest and they'll get into the crown, onto the spears, and onto the tips, especially. And you can't see them to the naked eye until you're looking at it and you think, oh, there's no aphids in there. But if you go and you tap it onto your hand, then all of a sudden you might see two or three other little bugs. The aphid then presents issues if you are somebody that wants to export. And we used to do exporting to New Zealand because New Zealand can only bring in product from the United States. They can't get product from Mexico when the aphids got too plentiful out here. And since it's organic, you can't spray, there's nothing to stop it. We'd have to stop exporting. So we'd only really export early in the season. Right now, aphids are down, it's windy, it's cold. They're not really an issue, but you get into June, by then you'd have to stop exporting. But it doesn't destroy the asparagus? No, and once you wash it, you'll still have some of the aphids in there. Strawberries, a raspberry or blackberry, if you go and put those into your hand and you breathe into your hand, <sighs> into your hand and then open your hand up and you'll you don't want to <laughs> I recommend you don't do it <laughs> because you might not want to eat the produce but it, it's protein you know it, it's fine people forget this stuff is grown outside this is nature it's not produced in a little shop or in a store <laughs> it's produced in dirt in the sun out in the open we've been You're... eating bugs since we've been <laughs> yeah, exactly, a species. Exactly. yeah it, it's <laughs> But some people, they'd be shocked if they knew. So it's, it's probably best not to do that. <laughs> you said you harvest this field today. You're going to harvest this field tomorrow. Yes. Sir. How many pounds of asparagus do you get from that? Right now, only getting like three tolls, four tolls per acre. So like 40, 45 pounds per acre right now. It's too slow. Okay. Yeah, and in the height of asparagus season, what would you be getting? 18 to 20. 20 tolls is 11 pounds. It's like a couple hundred pounds per, per acre. How long does it take to do this field? We have 23 people take like four hours. So how big is a crown? It takes like... The size of a basketball? 
Yeah, probably like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's big. Yeah, it's big, yeah. yeah. How many years do they last? This feels 10 years, probably a couple more, so like 10 to 12. What do you do when you need to change the field out? Planting a new new crowns. Yeah. Where do you get crowns? We have like one field over there in a greenfield planting cedar and take like two years for getting the crowns. It's a long process. Asparagus season, how long is it? February 20th and the last week of June. What do you do with this field then from the end of June to the beginning of February? We let it go to fern because the crowns have to rejuvenate. If you want your crowns to last for eight, nine, ten years, and give you good production, you've got to let it go back to fern. You've got to let it rest. The spears will turn into this big fern. This is a rejuvenating process. You can see the ferning asparagus on the Playing With Food podcast page at kcbx.org. Taking a photo of a field of asparagus is difficult. Taking a photo of a field of ferning asparagus is really easy. You'll see the striking difference in the photos on the podcast page. You're listening to KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian in Gonzales walking through an asparagus field. Ippolito Farms grows organic asparagus, which comes with its own challenges, according to Caleb Randall, who manages the distribution of asparagus. The only way to keep the weeds down is by hand. So it's very labor intensive. It just adds one more cost to producing organic. And you can look over here. So crew came here, just through here today, and knocked down all those weeds with a hoe. And they'll be attacking this tomorrow and just keeping the beds nice and clean because with the weeds you can get insects and diseases and it's not going to help you in the long run with your production. There is also something very special about asparagus that distinguishes it from other plants. So this is very interesting. Let's find a spear that's turning, that's got a little bend oh, in saw, it. I saw one. I saw you saw one. one? If you see a spear that's bent, what do you think? The spears grow into the wind. The wind doesn't bend the spears. They actually, when the wind is blowing, they'll grow into the wind. Obviously, see how windy it gets out here? Yeah. We'll find that we have a lot of, not a lot, but we'll get the bent spears because they grow into the wind. From the field, the asparagus needs to make it to market, so we toured the washing and packing facility. Lupe runs the best shed. She is... She is the queen. She she, she owns this place. (laughs) No, no, no. My name is... Lupe, and I'm running right now that processes asparagus. Right here outside, we receive the product. It's coming in tots. Estimate 12, 11 pounds each tot. This is the, the first washer right here, and then go inside. And we wash the asparagus with this water, and then person dump the asparagus right here in the bell, and then we have another washer right here. And so that sprays from the top? It sprays. Mm-hmm. Right here, this knife is going to give me the exactly size that I want for the bunch. And right here we have a camera to see the measure, the asparagus that I need. And then it's coming in right here by size. Right here we have the small and then the jumbos, extra large, a small extra large. So there are as many sizes as there are bins? Yes. There's 64 of them? 64 of them, the camera select the size that I want. So right. there are 64 sizes of asparagus? It's made for asparagus that size. Let me go to the color to show you the different sizes that I have. Hold okay. on a second. And right here we have the people to pack. Right here, the bunch is coming in it right here. And I have two people to select the size of the box. And we put them right here and then go through to the Hydro cooler. I have right here my cooler and I have the asparagus. And this is the size small, extra large, 28, and that one that's 11. Wow, that's a lot of asparagus. 
You're listening to KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, learning about growing asparagus. I just walked an organic, commercial-sized asparagus field in Gonzales, but you can grow asparagus at home, and even by accident, as I found out in Morro Bay. Sylvia Martinez, and I'm here visiting my home garden, kitchen garden. This is the community garden, yes. and you inherited this yes. plot. Mm-hmm with asparagus already there? Yes, I did. It was a surprise. When we came and started cleaning it up because there was a lot of weeds, my husband discovered this big crown and we didn't know what it was. And actually we removed it because we wanted to clean that part of the plot to put the broccoli. A friend of us come and say, oh, look at that, it's asparagus crowns. So I so just put it back. <laughs> we have two beds. So we move all the, what well, we thought, we move all the crowns here but they're popping up in there too. (laughs) (laughs) And after the rain that we got, they immediately show up. I can see different kind of asparagus, which makes me think that some crowns are older than others. This lady had this plot for a long time. So probably a lot of those crowns have been here for like probably 10 years, at least. So you're learning how to grow asparagus? Yes, I didn't know. I love asparagus, but I didn't even know. I had to read. I really like them because I read that it's going to be just probably four to six weeks then I'm going to be able to harvest them, but that's fine. I prefer to have my own than get them in the store. So how does it taste compared to the store? They taste really fresh because I eat them right away. (laughs) When I harvest them, I eat them that day or the next day, so they're really tender. And when I get them in the store, they've been there for like one or two days or three. So they're getting stringy and they start getting thinner. So it's nothing like asparagus that you harvest from your own garden. There have been more and more. Every week there's more and more. So I started and I saw two, and the next week four, and now I'm counting like 15, 16. So I'm guessing that probably in a week or two I'm going to have a lot more. How many yes. crowns do you have total here? I have no idea. You have no idea? But no. You, you translated them all. Well, no, all of them, because there were already some in here. Oh, okay. I moved two from there, and I moved them here. But here, I don't know. I'm guessing there are probably five, but I don't know. And there is probably one or two there because they're popping up in here. I'm gonna show you. Right there. Oh, yep. And there is another one oh, right there. Yeah, and there is another one there next to my carrots. So I'm guessing that is one or two in here too. We just cleaned all the weeds and there was a big tomato in the middle and my husband removed the tomato and when he was removing it, what is this? Because they're so strong. The crowns, they get so, I don't know how to explain it. They just get so attached to the soil. How big are they? The one that we removed there was like this. Like a dinner plate? Yes. When you say it's a crown, is it it round? So it was like the size of a soccer ball. Yeah, well, they call them crowns, but it has more like an oval shape, maybe round too, I don't know. And you can see the solid part, but then you can see the roots. They're very thick, like this. And you can see like tentacles around it. When we put it in the ground, my husband thought that those were the roots. And our friend said, no, the other side. So the tentacles need to be up. So it's probably where the asparagus comes from. We had another plant and it took us five hours to remove that plant. There were like two crowns and then all the roots were like so... Intertwined? Uh, yes. It took us five hours. Wow. Yeah. How do you cook your asparagus? I like them very simple with a little bit of butter and garlic. And then I just put the asparagus there for 30 seconds and that's it. Sometimes I put a little bit of balsamic vinegar on them or add them to my salad. That's how I like them the best. However, I also love in a soup. I can make a creamy soup with them. 
I'm very excited and super happy because for all my life I didn't think I have a green thumb. I usually kill plants. <laughs> I like I like cactus and succulents because they don't die on me. Sylvia got us to the best thing about asparagus, and that's eating it. So you've brought a bunch of asparagus home. You lay it on the counter. How do you get it ready for cooking? Chef, teacher, and actor Erica Wides, a.k.a. the Chef Smarty Pants on Instagram, showed everyone just how to get your asparagus ready to cook and eat. And you buy your asparagus, there's very thin, there's very thick. It's totally up to you. It's all about taste. One is not better than the other. I prefer my asparagus kind of right in the middle, um, but you can buy what you like. Now, what you do have to do though with your asparagus is you often have to trim the bottom because asparagus is a perennial plant, which means it comes back every year. You don't replant it. And what happens is the part that's underground gets thicker and woodier and tougher every year to support the bigger asparagus. So sometimes you'll have a bottom that looks very kind of dried up and stocky and woody like that. And if you bend it, you can actually see where the underground part ends and then the above ground part begins. You see how that's tender? You can see the flexibility right in there. So this is where you wanna trim that. Now, a lot of people will just snap and break it where it naturally breaks, but I don't like to do that because I find that wasteful. So I literally feel it. I'm feeling with my hands and you can actually feel the transition spot right there. And that is where I trim because you know I don't like waste. And then sometimes I'll be like, huh, I'll eat you. Hmm, that little bit. Hmm, delicious. Now some of them, the thinner ones, you have almost no, see, that's really soft and flexible there. So all I would do is trim off that little dried up on the end because you know, it's expensive people. Notice that Chef Smarty Pants made reference to the thickness of the spears. I always thought the thick spears were just to be visually impressive, but weren't very good. Caleb sheds some light on that and then shares his thoughts on asparagus. You've got these jumbo things here, these jumbo asparagus. They're about, what, a half an inch in diameter? If I saw those in the store, I wouldn't get them because I'd be like, oh, they're going to be tough and woody. Yeah. But you're saying these are better? This is a filet mignon of vegetables. You cook this the proper way. You bake it for 20 minutes with yes. olive oil and a little of your favorite seasoning. And you're going to cut through this and eat it like it's a piece of steak. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. From the tip all the way to the bottom. So where does the idea come from that the thicker it is, the lower quality? Because at the stores, when you go to the stores, a lot of times when you do see these or the steakhouses, a lot of stuff is coming from either Peru or from Mexico. And it's just a different variety. It's older, older crowns. Hot weather can sometimes give you that woody, the woodiness. And so it just doesn't eat very good. It's a valid point. So you just have to know where you're getting your asparagus from and what time of season is it. So if you're buying it in season and local, it's an absolute treat. What it looks on the plate, it's just a beautiful addition where you have the big jumbo asparagus and you've got that nice prime rib or something. It's just a beautiful combination. I would almost say it's a romantic food. It's so unique. If I could eat it every day, I would. It's wonderful that we have it right here in our backyard and we can enjoy it. So I'd eat it every day if I could. <laughs> I took Caleb's advice and prepared a nice juicy poor man's ribeye steak with some of that jumbo asparagus, both cooked on the grill pan to medium rare, along with some smashed potatoes. Yes, I could eat that every day. We can't have a conversation about asparagus without addressing one thing. The elephant in the room. Or the elephant in the bathroom. The smell after eating asparagus. 
Believe it or not, actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson was on the UK's BBC Radio 1 breakfast show with host Greg James to discuss a listener's response to the smell of asparagus. I hate the smell mm-hmm. of asparagus wee-wee. Oh. <laughs> but but I, I'm now I'm really fascinated, Darren. Yeah, yeah. And I think the <laughs> listeners are too. What is it about the asparagus wee-wee that you love? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of reasons, really. One, I like a bit of variation. And two, it reminds you that you've, you know, you've enriched your body with mm. good things. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yes, the king of all vegetables enriches our bodies with good things. I'm not convinced that it's an aphrodisiac, though Caleb did call it romantic. Still, I wouldn't suggest that it be banned from the convents. What I do know is that I'm glad that the king of all vegetables, this simple and delicious asparagus, is grown right here on the Central Coast. This is KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, and I'm playing with food.